0: The City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC Podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. What is good everyone? It's your boy Bam and Tony here today. Joseph won't be here because he's too busy at the Bank of California. Jamming out to Imagine Dragons right now. So you got me and Tony just for today. Um We'll get through this episode just like we got through Minnesota. So we're calling this one Point Taken because we were, we literally took a point and there's points taken for the team on there. So, Tony, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. It was a very
1: not-so-hot day, but a pretty cold morning, warm afternoon. So pretty nice to be outside. We um, watching this game and kind of you – don't realize you don't watch the time until you watch the time rewatching this game and mistakes were made at dumb times this is the best
0: way to say this. Yeah, definitely dumb times. But before we get into that, let's break down all the news. So the magic numbers, playoff things, all that kind of stuff. So at the moment, magic numbers, I'm not going to worry too much about because all we know is we just got to win, got to win, got to win. So to finish to finish top in the West, we need to win this weekend or have Austin lose or tie to Nashville. So Walker Zimmerman, we need your help this weekend. Um, for, for Philadelphia, we'll put get in the East as well. For them to finish top in the East, they need to beat Atlanta this weekend, which they're playing at Atlanta, and Atlanta's on a two-game winning streak right now. So hopefully Atlanta can do us a favor as well. Um, Montreal needs to lose the Revolution or you can tie Montreal tie as well. So that's how it goes in the East. As for the supporter shield, we need Atlantis help pretty much. It's what comes down to, we need Atlantis help. We're at a 33% chance of winning the supporter shield by 538, and unions at 67% chance of winning the supporter shield. So we're two points behind them. We're even on games. They've got a few games coming up. And what games do they have coming up, Tony? So for
1: us, we have Houston at home, which is the Sunday, as we all know, um, Portland away and Nashville at home. Now for Philly, it's going to be, as you just said earlier, Atlanta, at, at Atlanta, and then they go to Charlotte. And if say we need to move forward and we need decision day to, to see if we're going to win, we're going to need help from Toronto. So our old, our old, captain head coach bob may need to help us out at the last game decision if we don't do what we need to do and we get some help a long way from atlanta or charlotte so yeah so, um bam what are we doing how are we what do we need to do to just lock the west because i know the west is somewhat locked but there is still a possibility yeah.
0: um uh, to, yeah to lock the, the west as i said before we win this weekend we lock it down we've got the west if we don't win we need Austin to lose or draw this weekend when they come up against Nashville. So our boy Walker Zimmerman in the back of Nashville's defense hold hold Austin out. You know, um, had a quick look at their last game, Austin's game, and they had a hat-trick here come on off the bench in the 52nd minute. So, you know, Austin aren't to be playing played with, so there are some decent footballers over there. That's the main things we need for that kind of stuff. Now, let's get into this last game, <laughs> which was an interesting game to say the least. So obviously with so many players out, we couldn't field a normal back line, that's for sure. A proper so right up, Proper back line. <laughs> so we end up coming with, I know for what I've put out, it looked like a 3-5-2, but the way we played was more of a 3-4-1-2. So at the back, we also had Max and goals, Ibiaga and Rilo and Segura at the back, Acosta, Blessing, St. Ilia and Buwanga in the mid, Vela in front of them, and the top two was Bell and Chicho. For Minnesota, they went with the 4 2 3 1 as we expected, with St. Clair in goal, Taylor, Boxel, um, Cullerman, Lawrence in the back line, Trap and Ariaga, just in front of them. They th- uh, also came up with Garcia, Reynoso, and Lod, and with Amarilla up the top. So that's yeah. the way that the last were. Tony, give us some highlights from the game, or as we can call them, highlights. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so let's just talk about the first half. There's, there's only like we were trying to play our normal game what we usually play but unfortunately with the system that we have out and not the like I said a proper back line midfield wise we we had the people there that we needed to and then of course up front we did but without the dispute without like the passing everything that's moving back that the chemistry was not there as well so Minnesota had a lot of opportunity chances on top of that for some reason (laughs) a pro decided to reel its ugly head again and I am flabbergasted how Chicho stayed in the game, only got a yellow, and we still have him for this Sunday. Bam, I know you have a lot to say on that, so I'm going to leave it to you for this part.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm very hard on refs. I'll admit that. I'm hard on refs, especially when calls don't get, go against LAFC. But I feel for Minnesota, the fact that Chicho was still there at half time on the pitch, is a joke. He should have been sent off. The first yellow that he copped, yes, he was there, a little bit soft, sure, but he definitely should have got the second yellow for kicking the ball, for shooting at goal after the whistle had blown. I'm sorry, no matter who you are, whether you give him a soft card or whatever, that is a yellow card offense straight away. Second yellow, you're gone. Plain and simple. We should have been having 10 men on the field for the second half plain and simple that's what it is this just goes to show on how poor officiating we have in the mls in the u.s pro are a joke when it comes to calls like that plain and simple like you are professionals you are supposed to be the best in the country and you go out and you do stuff like that you are an absolute joke it is plain and simple pro pull your head in especially leading up to playoffs. If we get calls like that in playoffs, what's going to happen? It's going to be an athlete shambles.
1: Yeah, it's it. Maybe it's to make up for last game. So we finally got on the good side of the referee as much as we could, because again, Chicho from literally, he was frustrated with the ref as we all were. It was a bit like the ref was inconsistent. It was, there were some fouls that were, should have been fouls, but he said play on, I guess hard tackles. I don't know. Again, I know the I know the the the, the game of the MLS has changed over the years, the the physicality and everything like that. So which is good. Again, still growing league, and I wanted to get better so that way we don't keep getting this retirement league bullshit. Sorry, bullcrap. Um sorry for Christina. <laughs> friendly, friendly. Uh so again, it was a It was good that we kept him. Unfortunately, it kind of also bit us with Chicho still being there was because of Kalman's scores on a corner kick and literally unmarked kind of because Chicho was marking him. But as you can see, this heightened disadvantage between Chicho and Kalman, it looked like literally Kalman jumped up, had his hand on Chicho's head, pushed him aside, easy, put him up, one up, and we're down a goal going into the half.
0: Yeah, like the, the first half, like at that stage with everything going on, yes, I knew close to half time. but Dollar should have just yanked him straight away. Just pull him off, get him out of there. You know, he was getting frustrated. You know he was going to do something silly. You could see something was going to happen and just get him out of there. Like, as you said, going from the last game, how we copped the red card earlier on and didn't help us, it doesn't make it right to me that he was still on the field this time. You call the game how – should be called if it's there you call it plain and simple you you do it it's what it's all about it's all about consistency and being fair you can't turn around and say oh we're going to give these guys a bit more lenient because we robbed in the game before but that doesn't make up for losing points the game before plain and simple so going into the halftime we're down one nil at, at halftime we do make this swap we bring on c for chicho and then what goes on from there tony uh,
1: honestly, the, pretty much the star of the show, 100% of the whole game for on our side. Um, Minnesota, don't really care, but on our side is Acosta. Acosta was literally playing every position that day. Defense, offense, forward, whatever you can think of, it was him. Um, and it had paid off because in the 64th minute, Vela had that pretty much, I would say, goal of the week but the lead up to it was a very acosta midfield also ilia because ilia gets it in our defensive half um finds vela in the middle vela quickly passes it to acosta and and it was a i don't i wanted to, it was a give and go but a very slow give and go and what i mean by that it was vela passed it to acosta costa starts dribbling up vela starts going for the go to go into the middle and it was he kind of like reset, not reset, and then passes to Vela and then just had that golazo of a goal—the the left foot of, as Philly says, God shot it, and we ended up scoring, putting us back one-one. Your thoughts on the
0: goal? It was a brilliant goal. Um, I'm going to be a bit critical with one of our players here, as I mentioned in a group chat between us. That goal came after a certain player was subbed off. Now, we have not scored with Bale on the pitch for quite a while. The last time that we scored a goal with Bale on the pitch was when Bale scored against RSL. So, is that something that we got to think of too? With Bale being on the pitch, we don't score goals. With Bale off the pitch, we score goals. That's something we got to start thinking about too. Like, don't get me wrong, Bale is a great footballer. He can be a really, really great footballer, but as a team dynamics, should we be starting him, then taking him off at halftime, or only bring him on with ten minutes to go when we're up three 0 per se?
1: Bale again, we we have to talk about like also all our signings at this morning because I think expectation of all these signs we were really high on. You know what I mean? Tello Buanga. And Bale. The only one that's actually paid off, of course, is Kielini. You know what I mean? He's a rock in the back. When he's back there, nothing really gets through. There's it's literally has to be a very crucial mistake for them to score against that back line when he's back there commanding it. But Bale has not, I guess, been the Bale that I've known from Real Madrid before he got benched and everything like that. And, and Again, that could be from him not playing a lot of minutes at Real Madrid and not being in form, yada yada yada. But with this much time and actually getting playing time, you would think he, uh, you would think he'd be doing well. But again, it also shows how strong the MLS is is becoming, because before you can bring someone around his age who's still quote unquote in his last years of prime, a couple more years left in him, and five five five, six years ago, a year ago, he would be dominating. But since the quality of play has been up, you just can't just jump on in and be like, let's do this. Like I got this and like, and got that. And again, Buanga has shown some light, but not enough to have the hype behind him. And Tello again, time will tell. It's only been what, two games? that we've seen him play and it's not been a good measuring stick to see how he's going to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. let also look at two, like with this last game, it wasn't Boanga's best game, but he wasn't in his normal position where he would be. The, to me, this last game was really a, we need to do something to cover to try not to lose. We'll, to me, with the line they put out was a, let's not lose this. Let's try and grab something from the game. That's what we will more, aiming towards i believe going into this
1: yeah man again um as again we as point taken we literally took a point because and again this is where i didn't realize what time it was in the game and how much we almost blew it so in the 94th minute again we had five minutes of extra time 94th minute max (sighs) <sighs> miscalculated the ball came out. The ball jumps over him. There's a Minnesota forward right there. But luckily, again, this is why I said Acosta is the man of the match, all star of the game, whatever you want to call it. Was there to save us from
0: taking no points to taking a point. <laughs> okay. Exactly. It was when he came out and jumped up. And he missed the ball completely. He just misjudged the ball bounce, misjudged everything. I looked at it and went, that's it. That's game over. But then a cost out of nowhere comes in, saves the day. As you said, he was playing for defense, midfielder, sweeper, keeper with that last play. You know, he was everywhere on the pitch, plain and simple. It's one of those where it's like he was out there to show this is what I can do. Hey, US, take me to the World Cup. That's what it was. It was a. This is what I can do. Play me anywhere. I can play where you want me to do. He literally put his hand up to do what was needed for the whole game, and that's the way I looked at it. Um, anything else happened you want to talk about during the game, Tony?
1: Nothing more. Again, like with Acosta, and I just I have to say this because I again don't follow the US national team as most of you do. Again, I'm, my nationality goes to Mexico and that's what I've been going to since I was a kid. I always wondered like, oh, Akosa, he plays for the national team. I'm, I'm, he's probably really good. Let's see how he is. Cause again, there's a lot of European start U S European midfielders out there. And at first I was like, how is he the, um, one of these starters or premier midfielders for the U S again? Yes. He did score and help he did help them score against mexico and everyone's like oh this is why he's there and like all this stuff but watching him play day in day out it's i'm like how is he off like a solid midfielder for them that he gets called up all the time but this game showed me i'm like okay i see what the head coach sees for the men's national team and i understand it now but again he was a very questionable one. Like there's a couple of people now that makes me, now I understand why they're in the positions in their national teams in a certain process. And I'm talking about max there's, I understand now he needs still needs some, some more time in the, between the posts to get to finally be the number one and stuff like that. He will be there, I believe, but he needs more time.
0: Oh, definitely hundred percent. So Going down to, I did a little bit of a um, calculations on our goals for the year. So currently we've scored 61 goals this year. We have scored 19 in the first half and 42 in the second half of the of the game. So as we keep saying, our second half is always the better half. We always come out firing more. To me, I look at the first half as more of a, let's see what we can do. What, do we, what changes we need to do to actually win this game. So... Like We've got Chicho being our leading goal scorer. He's the only one on double figures for goals for the year. He's on 16 with 10 of them coming in the second half. you got Velo on 9 with 5 of them coming second half. Sifu with 7 goals for the year, 6 of them in the second half. Opoki with 7 goals as well, 5 in the second half. And it just keeps going down from there. Everyone that has scored a goal for us has scored a goal in the second half. But
1: the question is though it's like i understand we've been a second half team and we've been trying to change that and like that's the whole thing about like dola was this whole he like tinkering like second half he makes the right substitutions because he has the right players to do it and all that stuff and then we become a second half team and now that we finally have a quote-unquote solid squad again i say quote-unquote because it has not been solid for the past couple games as most of you know the first half should be going really well and be dominating. And it's just like now it's like we just can't depend on those tinkerings and the substitutions during the second half because I feel like now they've been making the wrong substitutions or the wrong or making the right substitution for the wrong
0: player at that moment in time. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. So from there we'll go into our top three from the game. So from all the fans have voted in, everyone was loving Acosta. All the fans out there all loving Acosta. He's got the fans vote. Vela came in a very close second. And then the massive gap between that down to Segura in third. Um for us, for me personally, I went Acosta, Vela, and Ilya. I thought Ilie had a great game. Um Joseph, who can't be here because he's out partying. Uh, he's gone acosta, Ilie, and Vela. Um Araceli said her three to me. She's gone Vela, Acosta, and Ilya. And Tony, what about you? Which order you put those names in?
1: Well, Acosta's top. There's there's no question about that. If I do not put anybody besides Acosta on top, everyone's gonna look at me like, "Huh? What game were you watching?" Um, I would say Ilya, of course. Um, and then I would probably put a Segura, as much as the defense was like, sk- still like iffy. He was still solid in the back. It was, but I I have to do mention that there was a scary moment where he did get hurt and all I can think of, I'm like, oh no, please, please don't re-injure what you need to re-injure. And they did take him off, but still it was, it was a scary moment for myself because I want Seguro to be there with Killini and that would be a solid just back two at the moment for me.
0: Oh, definitely. Seguro and Killini in the back would just be an amazing back lineup and all that too um should we move on to some listener comments now see what everyone's saying yeah it seems like they've been popping up recently so let's yep. go all right we've got it's Ghibli, yo what's up we've got christopher gomez in here one one villa is in here um burke what is up get ready for the match day sunday um for me it's monday so unfortunately i'll be back at work that day so i won't be watching it live but i'll definitely be catching it And um, what are you That's tony true. you all ready for sunday
1: i am ready for sunday it's going to i'll be working that day and then rushing straight from i'll get off at 12 so i'll be rushing straight to have the fun that's going on during sunday and then also ready for the game because again we have to win and i'm looking forward to we have we're in the fortress we we can we've only had one loss in at home and we have to continue this up and we have everyone quote unquote back
0: exactly like Everyone's back. We're back at the bank. It's perfect for everyone. Uh, Mark Lopez coming in. 99 is not impressing. So a lot more from Tello in the few minutes he was in. For this game, yeah, I'd agree he wasn't that impressive. But you look at, he wasn't up front where he normally is. He was in the midfield holding that down. For where he was, he did what was required of him. Is he better than that? Definitely, that's the way I look at it. But you got to look at it too. This game was a three names at the board, and where they stick, that's where they play pretty much. You know, losing three of our best defenders, it's hard to do that. Uh, we've got Roman in here. Or oh, Raymond, sorry. Mark, that save from Acosta was so clean. It was, it was. But then, then comes the next question. If we've used all our subs and Max goes down hurt, who would you have in goal? For me, if Acosta's on the field, I'll chuck him in there. He seems to know what to do. Cleaning out the back.
1: No, this is not old MLS because I there, I <laughs> mean, across the way, there was a player who could play every position. They did that once. This MLS, you cannot just
0: do that at all. True. If it's not him, you have to put in the volleyball player Kalini, in goals if anything happens. Are
1: you gonna, are you guys gonna literally leave a Mac daddy? Out of the goal. He is like a sub. Like I said, he should be a starter.
0: Yeah, yeah but if we use all our subs and we can't sub on another player, you got to chuck someone in there. Mm. Uh we got Christopher Gomez in. Segura's playing pretty good again to see, which is great, seeing him back to how he is. He's only going to get better than what he is now. That's definitely for sure. Uh, Mark Lopez comes in. Dolly is still exper- experimenting, but we need to hit our final form now or we'll fall quick in the playoffs. I would tend to agree with that. Um, you look at it too, going with all the big names we've brought in, we've got to work out that they're got to somehow um, match together. So to do that now, before we hit the playoffs, I think it's a better option.
1: Honestly, I think we shouldn't even like Chiellini has come into team, have, have has like molded himself into the starting lineup and works well with everybody, which is fine. The, Buonga's still up in the Tello again. He's still new. Bale has not shown that he should be starting at the moment right now, so I would just go with, like, your tried and true that's been winning before they came in, and if they can not make their way onto the starting lineup, use them as a super sub and use them for that power to, quote-unquote, to, sorry for the quote-unquote every time, but to, um, to scare opponents because they'll be there to, and they'll be fresh and most teams can't put out those kind of players. Like they, again, we have an abundance of like, like goodies at the bench on and off, on and off the field. So why don't we use that to an advantage and use and get the people who got us here to pretty much first place in the West was first place overall, but, and then move on forward to the playoffs. And then next year, have a full preseason and see who our real, like, true final form is.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, we've got Daniel in here. The new LFC anthem dropped on YouTube about an hour ago. Yep, that dropped just before we went live, so it's good to hear that. Um, <laughs> here's a question from Mark, which is interesting. Who is your final form starting lineup? For me, I'm going to start maxing goal. That's plain and simple. Um, Clini Segura Palacios Escobar in defense mid Sifu Ilie Acosta front three Chicho Vela Opoku. To me, that is our strongest with chemistry and all that. What about you, Tony? You said Chicho Opoku Vela up front, right?
1: The only one that I may contest you with, because I agree with that lineup, and that is the true final form, I believe. But the only one is Hollingshead. Again, I do love Escobar, yeah. so again, like those two are they they it's play manageable. the same position. Yeah, it's li- it's literally what team are we playing? Do we need speed and aggression, or do we need again smarts and passing and what Hollingshead yeah. brings? So
0: that, it's, it, it's it's that one. Like, one if someone gets injured or someone's on car suspension, you've the yellow one in plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Having both of them missed this last game, it showed how valuable they both are to the team mm-hmm. in that position. That, that's plain and simple. Uh we got ox in the building. What's up, Ox? And really low. Uh Mark with <laughs> me. If we have no subs, put Kalini in goal. Um the only playoff game I'm worried about from Christopher Gomez is if we play Philly in Philly for our conference, we are going to be playing at the bank, which is really good here. Yeah, I agree with that. It's one of the things where Supporter Shield this year definitely means so much. LAFC on the on the road isn't that great. The MLS altogether on the road isn't that great. I think this is one of the lowest years that away teams have won games. So getting a home field advantage counts a lot, definitely for the playoffs and all that. And that's the way that it should be. Everyone should play better at home. It's the great teams are the ones that can play g- good away. So hopefully next year when the team's more settled and all that kind of stuff, we start winning a lot more away games as well as at home. <coughs> Excuse me. And we got Daniel coming back in here. Chicha's one cut away from accumulation. Will this be a factor? If he gets suspended, is there a blessing in disguise as well as some new wingers to get some minutes? Yes and no. You look at Chicho normally plays in the mid, so who would take that role? It's one of the things where it's like we do have a lot more wingers. Like, to me, uh, uh, when you have to start in front of a Poker Chicho, Chicho's in the middle. you got a Pokevella out out wide and all that. They all interchange and all that. So to me, if we do lose Chicho, I think you'd start um, Tello for me. What about you, Tony? Well, see, Chicho brings to the team, like, as a goal
1: scorer, but it's more of a hard nose, like, in the trenches, like, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to be there and scoring those hard to to put in goals. And that's why he's our leading scorer and why Chicho is so well beloved because he, he gets in there and stuff like that. And, again, I haven't seen anyone that we've had like that since – Dio, to be honest. That's the last time we've had someone who would get in there, get dirty, and score the goals when we needed them. Because Vela can score, but he shies away from the moment. Opoku is getting there and he's still young and but he still needs some more some more years on him. Maybe he get maybe he levels up during the playoffs. I don't know. And the other two, again, they're still Questionable of what they're going to bring and how their play style is. Again, they play different in different leagues, and you can watch their highlights. But when it comes to in this system in this team, we don't know.
0: Exactly, it's it's hard because, according in the past, said, "All right, if Chicho is needs to be subbed off and all that, you can chuck Moose into that position." Because yes, although Moose wasn't scoring as many goals as Chicho. He was still pushing through trying to do that. But now we got rid of Moose. It's who takes over that role taking from Chicho. Do we bring up Trejo off the bench or what happens there? That's that's going to be a big question if and when he cops the yellow and gets suspended for a game. So I think that's all for the comments and all that. So Tony, got any club and community news?
1: Um, just one, of course, the new song has dropped as many of you have heard in the last hour. Um for you for those lucky few that you guys were at the 3252 watch party for the last game. Um not Minnesota, but the one on Saturday. You heard the snip, you heard the full song and I loved it. It's one of those like walk out, get hype song kind of thing.
0: Um what do you what do you think about it, bam? Um I only heard it once before we went live when it dropped, and to me it's it's different to all the hype songs we've had so far like all the ones from um sticks and all that kind of stuff it's it's different but i do like it it's going to definitely grow it's that more upbeat more of a dance style which i think is going to be really interesting to see how the everyone out there thinks of it that's for sure
1: I feel like it's more hype dance style because it's like I think it just brings me back to the Travis Barker album because it's like with with like System is System of a Down and like of course DJ Flick with his musical talents that he has and of course Be Real is Be Real you there's nothing that it's like that but I feel it's like a good like I don't know I would mosh to it to be honest I could see myself doing it as well but overall again we have. We have one. Now we have two. We have three. So maybe we'll keep going.
0: Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's see see what other songs can come out from the woodworks. Whether it's even if another DJ flick, be a real song, or it's someone from the thirty fifty two that decides let's put a song together type thing. We'll see what happens, and we'll go from there. But at the moment, it's really good. Um, any other club and community news you can think of? Of course. Um, we have the big. Uh,
1: game this Sunday or most of them are going to be all big because we need those points to get home field advantage throughout. Um, The first one, of course, is um, LAFC is doing their uh, fan fest again. So it starts at three, ends up until game time. You You know, it's for, I call it the casual tailgate because it's for people who are fans and want to tailgate, have fun before the games, you know. They feel intimidated by us, but we're all very friendly. So um, it's going to be like, what, I think $5 beers, $6 Michelas, so on and so forth. They always have specials and they also have giveaways during the time uh, during that as well. But the big one for us, and it should be for overall, is 3252 are collaborating on a one big tailgate. Um, it's going to be Takizas. I'm going to just butcher that. Sorry about that. Um, tailgate. And pretty much, it's twenty dollars donations, all you can eat, street tacos and quesadillas. Um, it'll start at LA, LA, eleven a.m. LA, eleven a.m. And it's pretty much all the donations made through this is going to the Mo Futsal Court. So it's a good cause, and it's twenty dollars for all you can eat. So it's how can you not beat that? Like again and it's going for a good cause so it's i i know it's i don't know there's no like there's nothing negative about this so it's like this is how we do things it's like when we all come together and do stuff like that it
0: goes big yeah like 20 dollars where you can eat food it's win-win for everyone it's money going to a good cause it's going to be good food because there's never what? bad food at, at the tailgate, plain and simple. There's no, never bad food. Like a lot of times I've been over there, when you go into a tailgate, everyone's got something – normally they've got something different cooking, but this is everyone together cooking one thing. It's going to be an amazing thing, and it's for a good cause. The money is going for a good cause, and that's, that's all there is to it. Oh, but it's also uh, and also it is all you can eat. Also,
1: you also get uh, agua fresca as well. So you also do get drinks as well, which of course there's beers everywhere around there. But yeah. agua fresca is always good, especially on hot days like it's been the last couple of days. So it's refreshing. It's good. It's good for you. So
0: exactly, it's win win for everyone that's gonna be there. And because I can't be there, you guys gotta go eat my weight in food and do all that for me. <laughs> Um, any other club and community news you can think of?
1: Not at the moment, no. I think that's we covered most of
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you have to give a shout-out to Kellen Kosta for being selected for the U.S. men's national team for the friendlies against Japan and Saudi Arabia coming up? That got announced yesterday. Um, do you have to say that your World Cup, the USA World Cup tops look trash? I hate to say it, but they do look trash. Um They... They look so bad. If anyone says they look good, you're drinking something that share it around because it doesn't look that good. The only good Nike top I've seen so far is the Nigerian one, and they're not even going to the World Cup, which is disappointing because it's an amazing top. Like all Brazil's has a good one though. Is Brazil Nike or yeah, Brazil's
1: Nike? Brazil has the classic yellow with the color blue. It's like the classic Brazilian yeah. like logo, and it's Still good, and there's some other good ones in there. But again, I feel like Nike just kind of said "f the World Cup" and we're just yep. going to go bland, and they just butchered it, and it just. <laughs> so I'll put this all in in the viewers right now and the listeners head who are listening in the pod <coughs> after the fact. Yeah, look up um the Stave Puffman from Ghostbusters, and then
0: look at the U.S. Men's National Team. And then... It, it, it's, it's one and the same. It's one and the same. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. It is really one and the same. But no, like, if you, it should be because of the way that Nigeria does brilliant kits and there's never been a bad Nigerian kit, let's be honest. Their kits are always amazing. That should give them guaranteed entry to every World Cup. I'm sorry. The world needs to see their, their kits every year, every time of the World Cup. They unfortunately aren't making this World Cup and they've dropped another banger over the top. So to me they should be in there because of that top regard yeah because it's like what adidas did great with all their representatives
1: for the world cup and then puma did well as well and then nike and then it's like you first see you first saw like adidas okay this is the bar pumas were there nike like what the fuck like you could have not done it for the other people, but this is the USA. Like, come on now. Like you are a U.S. team. Like you are U.S. factory, U.S. owned company. And you literally ish the bed. You literally ish the bed. Like Germany, Adidas did well for Germany and made great kits. And they're a German company. But you can't do that for the US of A. And then on top of that, I I hate, as, as most of you haven't seen it or have seen it or haven't seen it, the women's national team have the same jersey. And they decided to put, since the crest is in the middle and very high, they move the the uh, the patch that you're the World Cup winner to the side. And it doesn't make sense and it doesn't look right to me
0: yeah I, I've seen a little photo of that and it's just it just doesn't look that great i'm I'm sorry I feel sorry for the women's team who by by far are the better team out of the two in the, in this in the states and they just got given that and it's just it shouldn't be done that's for sure <laughs> yeah so enough yeah. enough World cup and Nike cup t- yep. match, so <laughs> so let let's move on to the black and gold vinner club shall we
1: mm, yes um yeah. so joseph is usually the commander of this and has a good, um, uh, saying of who should we pick out? And again, we were trying to figure out cause we, everyone was saying we should do Prince and we've already done Prince. And lo and behold, I was able to find Bob Dylan from the 1983 album, Infidels don't fall apart on my tonight on me tonight. Sorry. Don't fall apart on me tonight, which literally is if you listen to that song it was for the lyrics and i think it's in the chorus is what almost happened last night it was just the perfect song of they almost failed us and fell apart on us that night
0: yeah like wait when you brought up in in back of house before we came live like the chorus it goes don't fall apart on me tonight i just don't think i could handle it and that's where it was going. Um, don't fall apart on me tonight. Yes, it's just a memory. Tomorrow is never what it's supposed to be. So it's a perfect song for the game, for the way that we're going at the moment, for everything. Just LFC, don't fall apart. Let's keep pushing. Let's go get that cup. That's definitely what we're gonna go for.
1: Exactly. So again, Bob Dylan can't go wrong, a legend in the music industry as well. So again, if you want to go listen to some Bob Dylan have a nice nice smoke or a nice beer that's a perfect song to that's a perfect album to do it and of course it's bob dylan so
0: exactly even if you just if you're not a fan of that song or some of many songs just sit there and do a best of just sit at the back especially on, on a nice warm night and just relax have a couple of nice drinks and watch the world go by <laughs> now let's talk about our next game shall we we have houston so Yay, Texas Tony's favorite place in the world. So yeah, the last three games. World. So normally I do the last five games with Texas before the run of form, but we played them four games ago. So I'm going to talk about their last three games. The last three games, they have one draw, which was a nil nil home draw to SKC one loss, which was a two one away loss to Seattle. And the last game was a three, one win over the Revs. Um, Tony, Give us a good and bad, for form. We've really just faced them again,
1: so nothing has changed too much besides of that. Again, haven't the good part? Haven't won an away match in the last five games, so that's a plus for us. They're ranked twentieth in goals per matches. They're ranked eighteenth in goals conceded per matches, so they're a very defensive team. Now, us, we have everyone back. Everyone's healthy. Um, besides Ascobar, we don't know where his status is until probably a couple of days, unless they've already posted it because Bam's in the future. So he already has the information. So if you ever want to know the scores, ask him, but, um, <laughs> so it should be, we should be again, we should be getting three points today. It is a trap game. Cause again, Houston at home, we it's a, we've only lost one game away. So Yeah. Anything to add to that, Pam?
0: No, like, at at the moment, the way that we're going, every game's a trap game. It's more, we've just recently played them. We know what happened there. It was in their home. Um, Texas ain't for us. So we're finally bringing them back to the Fortress, which is the bank where we've had a great run this season and we need to keep the win going. So going by there... um, Potential starting eleven, all that kind of stuff. You know, at the last five games, they've four of them. They've played the four-two-three-one, which is what they played against us. They the one loss they had, they changed to a four-three-three. I don't know why, but they did. Um, they do have a couple of people that looking at being out. You got stairs out with a right arm. Butsloe, Herrera, and Rodriguez are all questionable. So, looking at that, you got to sit there and go, what type of lineup will it be? um for us for players being out um let's go have a quick look to see if anything's been um updated on our site about it and it looks like nothing is so I've got to go by the MLS site which says that we are missing none players for this game so looking at that Escobar should be back obviously Hong and Palacios will be back because they've had their suspension but personally I think Escobar might be questionable so, we might end up Sutton Hollingshead this game. For Houston, I wouldn't be surprised for the same level in the pro go with what they just played, which would be Clark in defense, Dorsey, Parker, be and Lundqvist in defense, Um and siren in defensive mid, uh, Corey Bird, well known well, Quintaro and Picklelt, in the attacking mid and for up top. That's what I look to see what they'll most likely be coming with. Um, for the last game, you know, they, um, Revs had more possession. Um, Houston had more shots. They had 21 shots on goal to 16 with 11 on target. Only had five crosses, but four corners. The fouls were fairly even. Um, the total team goal was expected was 4.5 to Rebs 2.1. So for me, <coughs> excuse me, going by the last game, there are a lot more on for attacking and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be interesting to see what happens um, with our starting lineup. So, Tony, obviously, Max is going to be in goal mm-hmm. unless he gets, unless for that little. My last game he gets benched, but I don't see why we'd do that. So Max definitely being goal. Who should your, your back line for this game?
1: Well, it's again, um, again, we go back to the the game before um Minnesota, and that was supposed to be the true true form of our what the starting line is gonna be moving forward, and it was if I remember right, it was Escobar. Uh kilini Sergura, and Palacios. Unless it was Hollingset, because again, the inner switching of those two, but that's going to be the main, I
0: believe, moving forward. If yeah. yellow cards, red cards. um yeah, that, That's a Dallas movement. game you're talking about, where yeah. Hollingset got red carded earlier that game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, T- to me, I look at it, it will be Kilini and Merlin in the mid, Palacios outside. If... Escobar's fit, he'll start. If not, it'll be his head. Mm-hmm. So that that's where the way that I look at that. Who he got in the mid. That's 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 literally
1: a no-brainer. It's it's Ilie, Acosta, and Sifu. They're, I'm yeah. not changing that
0: lineup yeah. at all. No. That that midfield is by far our strongest midfield. Now comes a big question. Who starts up top? I would say
1: Chicho, Vela, and uh, and that because that's what was the, the starting years for that game. But if it were to me, and I know you agree with me with this, is Opoku instead of Buanga?
0: Yeah, yeah, e- exactly. To me, the Opoku, Chicho, excuse me, Vela, off the ball communication is just amazing. They play so much better. Like, they flew together and all that. But I can see Buwanga starting because of the way he played in that Dallas game, starting up top was great. He's a. Uh, I look at it the way that the front lines forming. If Vela starts, Bows on the bench, th- those two inter swap. and Poku are the ones that inter swap on that side. So going by that it would be Orango, Chicho, and Teller that would swap. So if you started off with. Chicho Arango, vale, uh, Vela. The backups for those positions are Buwanga, Telio, Bale. So that's the way I look at it. I can't see us to be the best team that we can be. Vela and Bale should not be in the pitch together. I agree I, hate, I, I hate to say it, but to me, those on the pitch t- together doesn't do well for our system. It's one of those where it's like, in those positions, those those two interswap swap each other. So, I can see us starting Vela, Chicho, and buwanga but I would like to see us start Vela, Chicho, and Apogu. That's. Yeah. Uh, excuse me.
1: Look. Now, so, um, I have a question for you. Actually, um, I know usually we don't have like these conversations with this because again, Joseph. Well known to his his tactics and everything, but what do you want to see from LAFC in the first half? Because again, that is our biggest Achilles heel at the moment is yep. starting off slow and there's something not connecting in the first couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. For me, the first half, I I want to at least score first. I would like to see us score a goal early. I'd like to see us score a goal within the first 15 minutes. I think that if we have the right line up there, we can score a goal in the first 15 minutes. Um, if we can do that, I think we'll be able to sit back a little bit and work out what um, Houston would do for that last 30 minutes of that half and then make our normal halftime adjustment. But I do you want to see us Scoring early and taking that lead into at least half time. I agree with you with that. Um, I would love a goal in the first half just so we can get that
1: off going strong, moving into the first, into the second half. But I just want to see the chemistry actually just well in general with everybody from our defense all the way up, even to with Max communicating well back there as well. And so... As long as we can do that in the first half, I'll be happy if we... I'll be content, is the best way to say it, with us not scoring and going nil-nil, but having the confidence knowing that we can score in the second half. We are strong with it, but scoring the first half would alleviate that pressure from moving forward.
0: Oh, it it will definitely. Um, So the MLS have released the rest for this round. It's interesting. Uh, I'm actually... I actually do like this ref. This guy, he unfortunately is a bit old. He's 55, but he is fairly consistent with his refereeing, and it's Kevin Stoot. Kevin is a ref for us this, this round. He's only done five games in the middle so far this season. He's done a lot of VAR work, so he's, he's still very much involved in games. 60% home wins, zero way wins, and 40% draws, averaging 21.6 fouls per game. 2.4 yellows, and he hasn't given a red card yet this season. Um, much has not changed overall. It's 53.4% home wins, 18% away wins, 28.6% draws, with 22.96 fouls per game, 2.73 yellows, and out of those 161 games, 0.17 red cards. Um, first LFC game this year, but he's already done one Houston game where Houston got thumped 6-0 away to Philly. Overall for LAFC at home, he's done eight games. We've won 75% of those games, averaging 2.38 points per game. Houston, he's done nine games for them with 11.1% home win, 55.6% – oh, sorry, 11.1% wins for for the nine away games he's done. So he doesn't really like Houston. He likes us at home. So for me, I'm actually going to – I do – Think he's a good ref, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he does his game. That's that's how it is for me. So, with that, I am looking forward to seeing how he refs his game. If he lets a lot of stuff go, or if he's he doesn't like to bring out the yellows, that's for sure. So, to me, hopefully, he lets the game flow and we actually get a decent game.
1: I'm more wait and see kind of guy, doesn't matter who the ref is, we'll see how it goes at game day
0: yeah but to, to me and you know me i like those little stats and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff i like looking into it like he is one of the older refs going around like he's 55 and he's still going out in the middle how it makes you think how bad are the refs coming through the system that they're still putting a 55 year out 55 year old out in the middle like, that, that that's thats the way that I look at it. So, for me, it's going to be interesting to see what they all come up with and all that there.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So, we'll get more into some more listener questions, see what um, everyone's thinking out sorry. there. Hot takes. Uh, where, where were we? All right, here we are. Christopher Gomez, we have Trejo. Yes, we do. Hopefully. We'll like to see him get some game time soon. What about you? Oh,
1: again. I'm the trail fanboy. I would love to see him like get into a game and see what kind of striker he is. Again, he is a, he, he can score. He showed that in the USL and hopefully he can go forward and be one of our top
0: scoring moving, moving forward in the future. Oh, definitely. If what I've seen from watching some of the Vegas games, if you can bring that to the MLS, he's going to be great scoring goals um mark lopez i was hoping exhibit would be on the new song he might be on the next song you never know i was thinking that
1: too i was like when i like i knew they were making a song but i didn't know if exhibit was gonna hop on that one too would have been sick not gonna lie
0: oh definitely definitely um Christopher gomez talking about the world cup tops adidas popping off like always yeah adidas does uh chris gomez games i can't tell you who did worse puma or nike Nike. Yeah, I'd say say Nike there. And finally, we got um, from Mark Lopez. How did Escobar get hurt? He run his head into a locker out of anger after the game. Maybe, but with head stuff, to me, don't rush them back. You know, besides the heart, the brain's the most one of the most important um, body parts we have. And if that starts to go, it's just or downhill from there like i've gone through family members with alzheimer's and all that and it's just not good to see them people losing their their memory and all that kind of stuff with brain stuff so if anything with head happens to players especially our players and all that if they need an extra week off just give them an extra game off plain and simple so for me with this game with Escobar was that last game i think just put him on the bench to begin with what about you tony
1: I I would say put him on the bench, have, like I said, hauling head and don't rush him in. Again, head injuries are a big, important aspect to health. Again, it's one of the most important organs in our body. It literally controls everything we do. So if that goes, he, it's not good for him. And the you know, overall, like I said, you look at the NFL and how many head traumas have happened over there and what that could lead to, to potential suicide and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, so hopefully he rests and he gets better and we can have him f- for the long haul in the playoffs because he is a playoff player, a playoff player.
0: Yeah, d- definitely like you look at especially with the NFL looking to take more um into the brain injuries, head injuries and all that kind of stuff, it's just to me you just leave him out, that's for sure. Um and it looks like we're getting to that um final part of the show, so um tony final thoughts like i said enjoy the
1: sunday enjoy the again it is independence day for mexico tomorrow but it's also today is um independence day for a lot of other countries as well um just to name a few el salvador and nicaragua again i don't have it in front of me at the moment so be safe out there uh there's also a huge fight going on as well so again drink responsibly. But if you do also, there is a Mexico versus USA indoor soccer game that's happening in Ontario. If you guys want to see some soccer right before the game, that is perfect opportunity time. Philly will be, commentating during that game and also scarf will be there as the pa announcer so it should be a fun game and also they believe they also announced the new logo and name for the interior fury during halftime so you finally get to see what the new rebranding is of course um for people who are traveling to san diego to watch angel city play um the wave be safe out there they don't have covering so hopefully it is a cool day not a hot day so show them black it out blackout san diego show them how real supporters should act and um, you know not bubble machines and all that stuff um and i'll leave it enough like i always do is mental health checks a hundred percent it's one of my big projects this year especially from what I've been going through, what a lot of people have been going through in their stories I've heard personally or from other podcasts. Check up on your friends. Check up on family members. Make sure they are okay. That conversation could go a long way. And yeah, let's get those three points. Get closer to wrapping the West and getting wrapping Supporter Shield for us so that way we have home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs
0: exactly like um mental health is one of the biggest things that we've all been advocating for all that kind of stuff um the countries for Independence Day today you got costa rica el salvador guatemala honduras and Nicaragua. um mexico tomorrow so all those out there you know look after each other be safe everyone go to the game this weekend yes there's going to be all you can eat um five dollar beers all that kind of stuff Just pace yourself. Remember, have a beer, have a water. You want to be able to remember the game and not wake up the next morning and go, what happened? You know, we're all there to help support the black and gold, do all that kind of stuff. Um, Looks like there's going to be a nice little power hour from me and Tony here for today's episode. Um, Remember this weekend, look after yourself, look after each other, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly, have fun, and protect your mates. That's the big things to say. And with that, Tony, how are you always in the episodes? Stay golden. And from me, stay golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.